everybody, and welcome to Between Play Stock Market Strategies. Uh, today we have with us James Sykes from Metal Energy Core. James, how are you doing today? Awesome. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate you being here on the show. I mean, we we talk about a lot of different, uh, uh, you know, let's say green energy uh, type vehicles. You know, what I mean, uh, lithium, nickel. You know, cobalt was a big thing at one point. You know, we talk about all these kind of things. And what we noticed is that well, your stock started to like you know shoot up, and it caught attention of a lot of these people that are in my Telegram group. And um, we noticed that you know you picked up a very interesting package. But before we get into that, I would just like to be able to ask you, maybe talk a bit about your background. Like a little teaser you did there. Hey, we'll leave the package later. Let's. Uh, <laughs> hey, we'll leave it for later. Rest. We'll leave it for later, James. <laughs> uh, my background, I've been in geology since 2006. I've been a uranium explorationist up in the up in northern Saskatchewan's Athabasca Basin area. Been part of a lot of big discoveries, most notably being the the chief geo behind Next Gen Energy Aero Discovery. And now I'm currently CEO of Baseload Energy as well, okay. which is again uranium exploration. We've got a different different kind of outlook though on how we're exploring. And on, in our first drill program with Baseload, we made a discovery that's near surface shallow mineralization we're within within infrastructure and, and mill distance so everything's great there baseload is part of the ore group of companies and we you know the the guys behind it really liked what i did with baseload and they wanted to get into the whole uh, battery battery plays battery metal plays yeah so they thought i was the guy to to launch metal energy and i said yeah let's do it because i i'm a firm believer in battery metals as well renewable energies so yeah, it just made sense. All right, that's really cool. And I uh, just noticed seeing your background there, Star Wars. I mean, you are looking into the future, right? So, <laughs> well, that's see, I, I've told people, I've told people about this. I am a huge Star Wars nut, yes. But when I walk into my office every day and I see, I see what's going on behind me, and I see these spaceships, and how are we gonna, how are we gonna create these? You know how many metals that we need to go into things like this? Oh yeah. So that's that's my inspiration for really moving forward. Oh, that would be really cool because uh, we see one of those one day in the sky and it's going to be maybe a dream come true. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I would think so almost. Hopefully it's a human built thing in the sky. That's that's exactly from another world. That's exactly why I would say hopefully we'll, we'll be happy about it because we want it to come from us. That's for sure. James, this project um, is very interesting. Usually when we're looking at Canada, we're talking, you know, pegmatite bodies spodumene right when we're going towards lithium and your um this source rock that you're you're looking at in northern ontario what i found was interesting is that we're looking at a brine a salt brine is that correct a salt brine project absolutely yep. okay. and when what really strikes me is that this is more um common within the lithium triangle area of like Argentina, Chile, Bolivia, right? I think that's known as the lithium triangle. And so how is it, you know, for God knows how long, everybody's going and hitting pegmatites for spodumene. And how did you come about figuring out or looking for this salt brine project like in Canada? Funny enough, we were... We were looking in Saskatchewan for for salt brine play. If you're familiar with 
um, E3 metals or E3 lithium out in Alberta. Yes. yes. They've got, you know, they've got a large play. It's very deep brines uh, in the Leduc formation down 2.5 kilometers yeah. and very low concentrations. So we're looking in Saskatchewan where we know that Leduc formation does get shallower and closer surface and hoping that that concentrations would, would get in there. So we were already looking for lithium brines and a prospector out of the Thunder Bay area brought this project to our attention. He had a, a smaller smaller land package than, than what we just recently acquired. But we fell in love with it immediately. It, it just made a lot of sense. You've got salt beds in the rocks. You've got gypsum and, and, and hydrites. And you've got lithium pegmatites right next door that are potentially the, the source rock, hence the play on the name of the, of the project. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot of potential in this area. And it is a, it's, an ancient, it's an ancient basin over a billion years old. And that right there is one of the key factors because it allows you to, it allows the brines to circulate more and interact more with the, the wall rocks around. So if all those wall rocks are enriched in pegmatites with, with lithium, you can uh, alter and weather the, the, the pegmatites and release lithium into the brines. So that's okay. kind of the, the idea that we have there. All right. That's interesting. It's interesting. And so like I was looking at, at you know, the world map and I was trying to understand more of the project. You know, and um, out of conversation I was having with the, the Telegram group, um, I was saying, well, well if, we, if we flip the map from the Lithium Triangle, like we pretty much head into like Me Southern Mexico, uh, Cuba, and we're looking at ponds because usually salt brines, we're looking at evaporation ponds and stuff like that. Knowing that you're in the Thunder Bay area, Northern Ontario, I mean, we, we pretty much don't have the climate for that. So are we looking at DLE extraction? Uh, how is it that we're looking at? What are we looking at basically in order to to isolate and to get the lithium out? That DLE would be the most optimal. It's It seems to be like a technology that has a very strong future going to it. The thing with DLE is that, you know, it, it's not, you can't just come out with DLE and say, oh yeah, I can put it on, on this brine project and that one and that one. There, there's so many different elements associated with all these brines. So you've got different concentrations of calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, lithium, boron, rubidium, cesium, whatever, whatever's in these waters okay. that you would need to have a DLE system in place that would be specific to your project. And even within the project, you can have different concentrations of, of these fluids all over the place. So sure. there is that challenge for DLE moving forward. But the theory behind it is it's been around for decades. It's, it's not a new idea. That's true. It's very similar to ISR in uranium. It's very similar to rare earth element extraction. So if you want to get into the nitty gritty of rare earths, once you crack the, crack the minerals, yeah. you've got 17 different elements that have very similar chemistries and you have to apply different, uh, different techniques to isolate each of those elements if you know if you go down that route so yes. it is a possibility it's just a learning curve at this stage but this is i think that there are uh, governments around the world are supporting the a lot of the uh, innovations towards dla extraction aside from that again even with with the saskatchewan idea that i was talking about very early on we even thought that can't you just pull these waters up and have like a, a greenhouse very, and, and have conditions similar to South America, and you can have these small settling pools in there. 
just repeat what's happening in South America in these arid climates, just with with a greenhouse. That's very interesting. obviously. Yeah, obviously you'd have to do economic studies and figure out costs and so forth. But yeah. I, I I don't see it as being an issue to be honest. I see it as being a fun challenge. Wow, that's great. Yeah, well, it's true that I mean, like, look, the, we're using uh, we're 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 innovating more on the DLE extraction of clay, and then like you're saying, you know, if you look at the E three lithium today, absolutely. Um, and you know what I really liked about this project is that it's huge, right? I mean, like. I mean, like if we're looking at the potential here, I mean, you were talking about that this could be as big as the central um, Atacama salt body, uh, one of the largest lithium byproducing jurisdictions in the world. I mean, this is not a producer in the world. Yeah, this is not a small project. This is not a small project. I we didn't, so... we didn't want to just have a project coming out with this. Like when we looked at the original project that the vendor brought to us, we loved what we saw and we said, okay, well, there's a lot of potential in this whole area. Let's let's acquire it now before there's a mad staking rush before before we put out news about this project. Yes. So let's just make sure we've got let's make sure we've got the regional play. Because if if you compare yeah if you compare our project size to the Solar de Atacama's central salt body, very similar in size. So That's if crazy. we do have lithium brines on our project and we can prove that we can uh, extract them. Yeah, that's Salerno Atacama is the second largest lithium producer in the world. Yeah. So we would have a, a global project of importance on, at our fingertips. Okay, that's very interesting. Do you have any last words regarding the project overall? It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we would not have staked such a land, such a huge land package if we didn't think that there was potential. Yeah, yeah I've I've never seen salt beds and, and gypsum and anhydrite formed in the in the, the basin like like what we're seeing here. And I've seen some of the core fours and they're they're phenomenal. So if you if you consider the whole evaporitic sequence to produce these, most of the times you do have lithium. And again, if you if your source rock within the within the area was already enriched with pegmatites, lithium bearing pegmatites, uh, the Georgia Lake pegmatites, which are right next door, were or maybe still are. Ontario's largest lithium field, then you've got you've got plenty of, of potential there. And that's what we're banking this on a lot of. Again, we haven't proven that there is lithium within the brines. We know there's lithium within the sediments, which is crazy. I've never seen concentrations like that in in a, in any sediment. Wow. But there's it's the potential is huge and the potential is real. So all, all it would take for us to do is a single drill hole, prove the thesis. And then we're off to the races. And that's your next step from uh, what I was hearing on uh, another show. But at the same time, this is what I was reading, that this is your next step. I mean, you're going to drill now and you're going to go and. Okay. Yeah. And if, if we prove so, and that's, we, we would need to know the concentration of the brines because DLE, as with a lot of things, when you're looking at in the chemical world, the higher the concentration, the higher the starting concentration, yeah. typically the better it is and easier it is to get the extraction to extract the mineral or the element that you want. Correct. So if this is if this does have a comparable uh, situation to the Salerno Atacama, which have the highest grade lithium brines in the world, crazy. Then then we think that this has a a huge potential. You know, if we've got thousands of of ppm equivalents of lithium within the brines, that's a lot better than sub one hundred sub one hundred ppm's. Well, that's just There's absolutely nuts. 
definitely, um, you know, something to keep our eye on. That is for sure. Um, James, we'd love to have you here in the future again, uh, because we definitely need updates. It's it's too exciting as a project. I mean, when we're looking at, you know, you know, a CEO saying, "Look at the seller to Atacama," and we're looking at something that's world class right here in Canada, where you know, you got stable government and everything that goes along with it, right? Ontario, where the government has recently provided funding for yes. lithium extraction and development for three different companies. The governments are on board. Yes. Yeah. It's it's politically stable. The funding is there. This is the right commodity. Lithium is not going anywhere. Lithium no. is around to stay for a very long time. It yeah. is much needed in everything we do. Let me you know. I mean, when you look I'd at the Paris Accord Agreements, myself. well, when you look at the Paris Accord Agreements and everything, I mean, we're, you know, and you have set dates by governments and car manufacturers, we're not turning back the clock. Uh, I mean, that's my opinion, of course. EVs are here to stay. They're part of the part of our future, and we're hoping that metal energy can be part of that future too. Absolutely. Thank you so much, James, for being here on uh, Between Play Stock Market Strategies. Uh, to everybody out there, always remember: research, prepare, plan, execute. James, thank you, and hope to see you again soon. Thank you very much. I'll love to come back. Thank you. Between Plays. It's the journey and what you do between where you are and where you want to be. Research. Prepare. Disclaimer, Between Plays has a contract with said company in this video at the time of recording. Between Plays only takes contracts with companies we believe have an opportunity to deliver a product or service based on our own research. That being said, always do your due diligence. Seek professional financial analyst when investing. This video is for entertainment, educational, informative purposes. See description for more information. Between Plays. Bridging the gap between companies and investors.